Welcome, and thank you for tuning into Organon, the official podcast of Ology Research Group, exploring contemporary social issues via data, insights, and change. According to the Equal Employment Opportunity Commission, or EEOC, age discrimination involves treating an applicant or an employee less favorably because of his or her age. This law was encompassed in the Age Discrimination Employment Act of 1967, otherwise known as ADEA, which forbids age discrimination against people who are 40 and older. There are some states, however, such as the state of New York, who, which added laws such as the New York Executive Law, Section 296, to protect workers who are over the age of 18 from age discrimination. On today's episode, we'll discuss assumptions, biases, and strategies employees can take to mitigate being the youngin in the office. And Sierra is very passionate about this topic, as we can she see. She does not like age discrimination. No, she doesn't. Sierra hates <laughs> age discrimination. Present today to talk about this from New York City, we have myself, Carl Etamendi. And Jasmine Etamendi. And recording from Los Angeles, we have... Hey there, Kitty Shop and Sierra. <laughs> and Courtney Hirose. Courtney, take it away. Uh, I think age discrimination is a prevalent issue. I think in my industry, it might be opposite because everyone in advertising is a little younger. So if you come in, you can see it on people's faces like, oh, this dude's old. And it kind of puts that added pressure on you that like, okay, well, you can't be biased. You need to be level headed. I wouldn't say it's particularly for my team, but I think it's just like a general consensus. Like people know because everyone's like in their late 20s, maybe mid 30s. And there's really no one older than that. And they're more in like the more traditional buying fields like radio and TV. So it's really interesting how things like this need to be enacted. And I think it's great to just make sure people are being judged based on their work. Because just because you're older doesn't mean you don't know what's going on, you can always work harder to get ahead. I even took classes or I took a webinar at General Assembly. And there was a lot of older individuals who were there just to learn about the new tech and the new ways of advertising because some of their jobs were just, they no longer existed anymore. So I think giving everyone a fair chance is a great thing. Yeah, thanks for that, Corny. And I've had the pleasure of doing my PhD program with Casey and Jasmine. And I think we can kind of um, relate in the sense that I want to say that maybe the three of us were kind of like the youngest in our academic program for the most part. So then there was also this constant perception of like, oh, you guys are the babies in the program. You guys are the babies. So then I don't know. I don't know how to take that. Like, are, are they saying, hey, you know, we're kind of young and we're proactive and we're trying to acquire work experience while we're doing our our Ph.D. programs? Or are you saying that? Like, we're not ready. Like, what is it that you're really trying to say? Because on we could also, on the flip side, say, oh, you're really old, you know? <laughs> so, like, what, what is it that we're, that we're really trying to say, like, in terms of, of competence? Are you saying that we're not as competent? Because I'm sure, like, Corny, I, I think that you're a very, like, career-wise, an extremely proactive person. We know lots of people who... After high school, for example, they're like, I want to take a break. And then the one year turns into six years. And then, you know, their progression towards attaining a career kind of slows down just a little bit because of the decision to to postpone uh, moving forward in their careers at a, at a younger age. So 
I guess the consequence of that is that someone like yourself, uh, be it where you are now or in another setting, like in another company, that the tendency might be that you are the youngest person in that environment. I'm wondering if <clears throat> it's not so much age, but um, attitudes, like in perceptions. I, um, I had the opportunity to work for another company who and all my co coworkers were literally at least 40 to 50 years older than me. <clears throat> okay, how, maybe 30. 40? <laughs> well, they were pretty old. They have okay. quote-unquote experience. And um, I think like from a, from a young person coming into that team, you know, they, they've been in the business for like so many years. Um, what, what I didn't like about it was like I always, even though they didn't say it, just the way they approach or talk about things, even like my super boss, it's always a, comes with the framework of, oh, we have so much to teach you. We have so much to train you. You have so much to do. And But then when I look at the quality of the analysis, like, hey, you know what? You guys ain't doing anything different from me. I mean, the only thing you have better is confidence. Mm -hmm. And that's something that I'm developing. And like, and like so many times I want to say, hey, you know what? Did you get your PhD at 27? I don't think so. I did. So mm -hmm. I'm pretty good. I know what I'm doing, you know? But it's just like, for me, it's, it felt like it didn't matter. Like, it didn't matter. Um, mm -hmm. Like, when they saw me, they didn't see me as someone who was competent. They just saw me as someone who was young, mm -hmm. who they can teach. Yeah. And, like, it was just a perception. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, I've, I've also had some issues because when I was... I started working when I was 14 and I never stopped working since since that age. I've always managed to, you know, work in the evenings and on the weekends and it's I think the hours that I put in is comparable to to what is full full time now. Um and when I was working in the in the corporate setting, I was, you know, your typical office, I was the youngest person in that setting. So it was kind of weird because here I was 17, 18 years old the age of many of my coworkers kids doing the same job they were doing so they also kind of um i also got it a lot like oh you're you're so young you know and you have so much to learn right but then i snapped because it got kind of irritating mm -hmm. at one point and i said just cuz you've used a typewriter for 20 years doesn't make you good at word ooh shade <laughs> <laughs> But it's wow. but it's true, you know. <laughs> I mean, come on. Uh, but the perception was that since I was the age of my coworkers' kids, that and since they probably couldn't see their kids doing the same job that I was doing there, that you know they they didn't expect much from me, I guess, or to take my job as seriously as they did. I think a big part of it too is people like to bring other people down. So if you're older. They were like, oh, this young hotshot, he doesn't know what he's talking about. I've been here for a lot. And I think that also helps or that also stunts innovation to a certain degree because people have their pride. And if this younger kid is their boss now, they're now they're like, oh, crap. And they're a little scared. So they're resistant to it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Have, have any, also, sorry, oh, sorry. Have, it, have any of you guys filed like a like a discrimination complaint before? Because. I think that's a lot harder to file. I did it. It's very murky. I did it. So when I was when I was like twenty, I mm -hmm. I was uh, applying to to work at a university, 
And I ended up getting called to be like a manager of finance or manager of accounting, something like that. And I was a finance major. Uh, most of my colleagues in my class were a lot older than me. They were investment bankers. And I, I knew I knew I caught up and I knew what they knew. So I was applying for for a job and I made it through two rounds of phone interviews. I made it through the in-person interview and it was basically between me and one other candidate. And the person who was doing the um, the hiring manager for that position called me privately and he's like, oh, you know, um, how, how far away? He, he called me basically to say, um that he that he's having a hard time making a decision between me and this other person and i was like okay what what can i do and then he started asking me questions like oh so you know do you live far away from 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 campus and i was like no not so far maybe like 15 20 minutes and he's like oh do you have a car i said yes i have a car and he was like oh so um how old are you and then i was like i'm sorry to try to make him realize that he was asking me an inappropriate question and i was like "Mm, i just turned 20 and he's like oh you're so young do you still live with your mom and i said yeah and he's like was he asking you on a date no you sure yeah (laughs) i'm sure (laughs) it was weird though but then i got the, the very next day i got an email saying thanks for applying we've selected another candidate so then I went to the EEOC in Fort Lauderdale, mm-hmm. where, where I was, and I filed a complaint. I told them that I that I was discriminated based on uh, habitual status, which is where you live, and age and marital status also, because he asked if I was married. And then they sent wow. an investigator. I don't know mm-hmm. what happened, but a few months later, I ended up getting a job at the school. <laughs> anyway. The same school that you hired? Yeah. For another job? Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I don't know. Did you I, even apply for the other one? Or like... For I was the, just like, congratulations, you got a job, but somewhere else. Or like, how No, I, I had been also trying to push really hard for it. But oh. the, the bottom line it was that it was kind of weird. So on the one hand, I'm kind of glad that I went through that because otherwise my job experience there at that place would have been extremely uncomfortable, I think. Mm-hmm. But then yeah. on the other, I mean, it's like, come on, you don't ask that. And then like now we're at least, you know, some of us are in our 30s, right? <laughs> our early 20s. Speak for yourself, buddy. (laughs) (laughs) And um, as we move up, we're gonna. It's gonna. It's probably gonna happen to us too when when we get more experience in in the workplace. We're gonna also have to hire someone who is maybe eighteen or nineteen. And then, what are our perceptions gonna be of those that cohort? Well, here's the thing that you don't think about being um, young and not married. Uh, or without kids is a uh, a few months ago um, we had a campaign that had to analyze um, that we had to analyze as a team and um, it was doing like a holiday weekend and then the automatic assumptions that that we were going to do it regardless it was just like our boss was like hey you know we have this campaign on Sunday it sucks we have to work and then I was thinking about it like you know, if I had kids or if I had something like pressing, I, you know, probably say no, like push back and say, no, you know, I have obligations. I can't do that. But because I'm still young and because like this is like I'm I'm working with a very young team, like around my age, it was just like, well, you can do it because we can do it. And I think like it's those kind of like ageism that you don't think about, you know, um, I don't know. What do you guys think? 
I'd say that it's very different depending on like where you work, but that this is like a, a thing that's happening. Like ageism, it's something that is being overlooked. Like we we know that it exists, but when you're thinking about like all the other isms, then that's that's something that you know society's talking about now too. I think mm-hmm. the hard thing with tracking ageism or discrimin in this type of discrimination is the fact that it's it's hard for it to be quantified and so a lot of people are you know they're they're looking at terms or conditions of employment and for them if they're just looking for a job they're limited in different ways on how companies are hiring and also how they're they're firing or if they even have promotions or what that looks like and then once you even let's say for example you get into the company that you want you stay there for 2 to 3 years and then you want you want more challenging um opportunities so you're looking for a promotion and depending on on the type of organization that you work for if there's people in the organization that are older than you or have been there you know for several years than you then there's a seniority factor that comes into play and so it's really um it's really i think at this point like we're we're just digesting like the whole process and then specifically for women like being being minorities and in in the business world and having to delegate certain things of their lives and risk certain certain opportunities also affects like how fast they can grow in the organization but at the same time it's important when they're interviewing to ask the potential employer or supervisor what are you know what this looks like so to gauge these questions cuz you you will find yourself um you know in in some point of your career facing um ageism and discrimination in the workforce mhm so a lot of the literature out there identifies ageism as stereotyping against um people of age age groups but it's mostly geared for older populations do you think that the narrative should change now to also include discriminate older people discriminating against younger people mhm yeah i think there's just one side that's very antiquated and yes there's still there's that's still relevant and it's very important but i think ageism as a whole has different lens so if we're looking at it from somebody in a certain like let's say a range of if you're from like 40 to 50 or 60 like that's a range and then even young college graduates that are going into the workforce like they're they're also they also experience ageism as well because depending on what industry that they want to go to it's another factor as well mm-hmm. i i i think um prejudice against younger coworkers okay I, i'm not going to justify but i think there's some merit to it I think the lack of experience when you come into a workplace, you bring that into a workplace and you, um, I want to say ageism is more like you need someone to train you to work like a professional. I mean, like, even then that makes sense. Like, um, like for example, um, I'll use my example. Like when I first started working, what I didn't understand was like, I shouldn't try to shine and be the best or like try to change the system. The first thing that I need to do is to win the trust by doing what they exactly what they told me to do. Kind of like 
to show that I'm reliable. And my first time I did that, I didn't do that. I was like very headstrong about I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna do that, I'm this good, I'm that good, I'm gonna prove them so good. And then I, I just spent months and months like just going in circles and not getting anywhere. And then one of my mentors was saying, Hey, you know, this reason why you're not successful is because you're focusing way too much in changing system. You don't even know like um you're not even like giving us a chance to kinda let us trust you. If I can't trust you to do a, a project, you know, exactly what I wanted, how can I trust you to do anything else? Mm-hmm. And it was just a big wake up call. And I think I feel like young people are like when we were younger and we were in the workforce, that's something that we had to learn ourselves. Mm-hmm. And I'm not sure if that's ageism. I think it's more like experience. And just like that's like office savviness also, because there are some mm-hmm. people, regardless of age, that don't know how to behave in an office setting. Mm-hmm. Or yeah. Um, just interacting with people, maybe they're not mm-hmm. accustomed to that, and there's different things they might do that might, you know, stir the pot or yeah, or teamwork. I mean, like it's a big word, but like it really affects you. Like uh, one of my coworkers is one of those young people coming in first time, and I had a very long and meaningful conversation the other day because he was like. He was really like, he was a hardcore number guy, and like you had to be like correct all the time. Like the the method has to be correct. He had to QA for like hundreds of time. And one point, I just told him like, "Hey, you know what? When you do this, you 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 affect us all because the project is late, and then I have to stop what I'm doing and help you, and the other worker had to stop what he's doing and help you, and all the time you've been like." You know, like this is the consequence of you um, not like worrying too much about numbers. And you know, we rather you get the n- numbers wrong and get the report done rather than miss the deadline. And every time we do work with you, it's always like that. And this is something that's very critical. And then when I was telling him that, he was like, "Oh, I didn't know that. Like for me, like it never occurred to me that like this could have happened." You know, like those kind of experiences. And when he's saying it, I can relate to him. Like, yeah, when I first started working, that's exactly what I was thinking too. You know, and um, but it goes it goes back to I'm not sure if I consider that race uh, ageism. Yeah, I think it's just like if you're an entry level employee, then you know there's difference. There's a difference between being an entry level employee and then a mid level employee to senior. Um, senior level leadership and then like exact like full executives like I think so there's like in the business world you have these different layers and so when you are an entry-level employee it is like how you said Casey that you have to be able to understand the struggle and then be able to plan and understand that there is people within the organization that are about to retire and they have so much knowledge and that they can transfer that knowledge to you and, and learning, um, learning, learning for the first year exactly how the organization works and operates. So that way you can build those relationships and understand the in, ins and outs of the whole, um, the whole work that is being delivered within your department or your organization in some capacity. Mm-hmm. What do you thought, Courtney? I think ageism is a lot because you don't hire people just for their work. You also hire them for the fit. 
And I think Mm. it's more when you discriminate people because you're like, they're not going to fit because this person has a family and we all Mm. like to go to happy hour after work. So Mm. it's kind of like, I think ageism is more on that aspect of it because, of course, you're not going to hire someone you don't feel like you're going to be able to mesh with because you're going to have to see that person every single day from like nine to five. Mm-hmm. Oh. But I don't know. I'm still like not not a fan of making the assumption, any assumptions about age and performance. I think the the performance really does help to to speak for for itself. You know. I don't agree. I think there is a relationship. The longer you've been in something, the better you become. Do you know how old the CEO of Snapchat was when he founded Snapchat? He got lucky, and it's like that's like one aspect. Okay, he was nineteen or twenty, right? You guys are on there, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> but like, young. yeah, but like, he's not the norm. He's the exception. Plus, like, there are so many other stuff leading to the Snapchat other than him. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, okay, well, but then what I'm saying is, too. like, if we allow the social dominant discourse to to overshadow and dictate the you, the 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 what you can and cannot do, then we wouldn't have any young CEOs at all. I guess that's what that's the point that I'm trying to make. Cause yeah, the CEOs. I mean, r- regardless of age or whatever, it's all cir- it's also circumstantial. It's not just all like they have this inherent thing that makes them extremely successful. It's also like where they are, who they know, the timing, other circumstances. So it's like a combination of a whole bunch of other things, but. If we allow this dominant discourse of that age uh, progressively results in experience, then all CEOs would be like over 50 because then by that point, they would have, quote unquote, experience. Well, being exposed to working with some, with people who have a lot of experience versus people who have no experience. And you guys have that, too. What I've noticed is that I, um, I'm more grateful working for people with more experience than less because I feel like they've trained me. I've, I've become a better analyst since then. I, f- I feel like when I work with the, a younger person, I mean, not younger and like younger, but like less experience, it's more frustrating for me because the, it's cause I just feel like, Oh, it's like kind of like I'm the one that has to train them now. I'm like, no, mm-hmm. I don't want to. It's too much work. Can I can I you flag know? can I flag something you did just now? What you you went b- between saying younger, I mean more experienced. So which is it? <laughs> well, you yeah, more younger. Younger. And also the mentality too. Mm-hmm. Who you're at at thirty is not who you're at when you're twenty, and who's not. And you, you at your 40 is not who you are at your 30. Mm-hmm. Do you agree with that? I think it depends because I'm only 27 and I'm like the manager of people. And I feel like some people, regardless of age, once they pass a th- certain threshold, they get comfortable. So they get lazy. So there's people where the younger people surpass the older people from that perspective because the older people are comfortable. They don't want to be stressed anymore. They have a family. I'm mm-hmm. just, That's an example. I'm not saying all older people are like that. But Mm -hmm. 
it's really dependent on how much you're willing to push yourself. Because I manage people who I'm younger than, and I don't think it's because they're not capable of it. It's just I was luckily given a particular skill set, so I was able to excel faster because of I didn't really care about traveling abroad or I didn't really care about the cultural experiences other people get, which I think aren't to be devalued, but that's just not the path that I took. So that's why I am where I am. So I think Hmm. it could be, you don't, I think it's more of an experience play. If you're more experienced than me, then I'm going to respect you, but it doesn't matter if you're older or younger. It's really, if I feel like I can learn something from you, then you'll have my full respect. But if I feel like to your point, Casey, I'm going to have to teach you how to do everything that you should be already doing, then that's going to be an issue. Hello, but oh, I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> so, how, what do you think people can do to try? Because obviously, there's there's a there's a generalization that if you're more older, you're more experienced. Bottom line, like if you see someone who who appears like they've been there for much longer, then the assumption is going to be like, okay, you know, maybe I can learn from this person, right? So, in uh, in the world of verbiage and and definitions that would be considered a form of bias and i think it kind of wiggles its way into the definition of ageism also uh, just because because it's a stereotype um so what are some ways that i guess employers or companies could try to reduce um, ageism if we are actually trying to um, reduce the probability that there's going to be bias because of age Actually, I have a rebuttal for that statement for both you and Courtney. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, suck it. <laughs> Love you. Okay, um, Courtney, like women tend to mature a lot faster than guys. So even though you're 27, you have the mentality of a strong, independent 30-year-old. You know, guys at your age are still in the 20s. That's one uh, argument. Like, I'm just still trying to figure out, like, getting past my 20s. Mentality. <laughs> Courtney's smiling because I think she might think you're right. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I don't know if I think you're right. I feel well, like that's I a very you, you you reduced me to to a stereotype. <laughs> oh, I just complimented you. That's a microaggression. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I mean statistically, men don't mature or they get them their you know um, cognitive abilities fully cognitive function until 25. Mm-hmm. That's true. Women are a lot younger. Second, Carl, you and Jasmine, uh, you, Jasmine, and Courtney, you guys are, like, very accomplished. You worked when you were super young. So for you, of course, you would make the argument that it's not about age. It's about, you know, tenacity and individual uniqueness. And I'm not saying that that's not the case, but I don't think your experience is the norm. The norm is more like slow of pace mm-hmm. where you know they might not know as much they're a lot younger and have black experience and experience and being an organization for a long time they begin to cultivate that ability and so so i think there is something to said about being older or having more work experience and i want to say respect but knowing more about the organization mm-hmm. or like work Mm-hmm. What do you think? I mean, it's definitely like it's everybody has their own life experiences. So, yeah, you. I did start working when I was fourteen, 
bussing tables, but that was because I had a goal. I wanted to buy a car. <laughs> and my mom was like, okay, I don't have the money to buy a car for you, but I can help get you a job bussing tables with my friend. And, you know, I'll take you to work at four in the morning because it was like a brunch by the beach in Florida, this hotel. And that's what I did. So I did that for a whole year and I, I saved up for my first car. So, yeah, that does show that I have... Um, I feel comfortable and I'm, I'm I'm focused because I knew that I wanted something and and I eventually did. I bought my first car, a used car, and it was my first car that I could drive to to school and not have to worry about taking the bus or do my do my own things. And so I think from those understandings, I was able to to like learn how to be more dependent. Mm-hmm. And I think. I don't know. There's also something too with like being like the firstborn. Uh, if you're the firstborn, I feel like you're you also have you you have to learn everything on your own at times. And being like if you have other siblings, like they get spoiled a little bit more than you because you're kind of like the first kind of like your parents are still learning how to how to how to raise you. But then the other ones, there's like certain things where they're more coddled versus the firstborn. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, guys. So uh, we are now at a, at the 30 minute mark in the show. Do you guys want to move on to the bottom line? Yes. Okay, great. So let's rock, paper, scissors to see who gets the question. All right. So we got hands up. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Jasmine gets Ooh. it. She has rock and Casey, Courtney, and she I had scissors. Okay. So with talking about ageism today and understanding how we are now like maintaining a profession and then also thinking about the institutions that you that you're potentially going to work for in your in your careers how do you expect former employers or even once you get the position, subordinates, to, to be able to understand that you can bring more to the table and not thinking about the fact of your age or experience into hand. Who would you say, Courtney? Um, I would say it's really showcasing your experience and being confident to Casey's earlier point of what you can do and what you plan on building. I learn from my perspective, even if you're younger, if you come in more prepared than everyone else, no one likes to look dumb, so they'd be more scared to challenge you. So that's my two cents. Boss lady mode. Yes! (laughs) (laughs) What about you, Casey? I think, like, um, well, what has worked for me is to focus on what my boss need and like how and reflecting like what are my strengths and what I want to do and pursue those projects with the aim in mind of like what makes them look good. So him or her, I mean, right now, it's a him. Um, so and my, my, my thing is like if my work makes my boss looks good and makes my team looks good, then that means I'm doing the right job, like a good job. 
Mm-hmm. What about you, Carl? So I think just reflecting on, not that I've been there, but 50 to 100 years ago, the narrative was, hey, you're a woman, you can't do that job. It's not for you. And, you know, maybe at some point, if if we did exist back in those times, I would have been told you can't do that job because you're Hispanic. It's not for you. And I see it the same the same way today when the perception is, hey, you're young, you can't do that job. I think instead of saying that, the phrase should be you can't do it because you're inexperienced, not because you're young. And I think just like how women did uh, decades ago, they proved to the dominant discourse that they were just as capable of doing many of the jobs that men could do. It's unfair and it kind of sucks, but I think that if young people want to earn the same level of respect in the modern workplace, they also have to show that they're capable too. By maybe working a little harder, by asking more questions, by being more proactive, but I think that's what needs to happen. Thank you. It's all about demonstrating that character then, right? And yep. making sure you have the right intentions. That's right. Well, this has been a great conversation. Casey, do you have anything to add while we wrap up? Nope. Nope. It was a good conversation. No Buddha quotes? <laughs> no Buddha quote. No walking quote. <laughs> all right. Thank you, old man. <laughs> uh, so now we turn to our listeners. What do you think? Do you think that ageism is justified and or unethical? Either way, it's illegal. Any topics you'd like to hear on the show? Want to join us for an upcoming episode? Or do you have any recommendations on who to invite onto the show? Please make sure to send us your thoughts at info at ologyresearchgroup.org. And also make sure to check us out on Twitter at Twitter handle Ology Research. Take care.